Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Petey Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And join us live on Spotify Greenroom after every big event. See you then. Love yous. Mwah. Gabi, 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 and Marquinhos. <laughs> <laughs> everyone and welcome to this bonus episode of Rise House on Ringer FC where we will be joined by the wonderful Gabrielle Martinelli but first joining me to talk about that is Mr. Musa Kwonga. How are you doing Moose? Very well thanks, how are you? Very very good Moose, very good. You know being with Adidas and doing the Arsenal and being around them I always feel quite like um, am I intruding on, hi guys how you doing? Yeah, you know, yeah yeah yeah. I always feel like that but I'm so fucking excited about being amongst them. And when we were there, Musa, where was that now? The Adidas, the, um, the Adidas Centre. Down in the south of Germany, yeah. Yes, yeah. where Arsenal yeah, were training yeah. in this unbelievable place. And just seeing the guys, you know, riding the bikes, going to the training when we was in and amongst it, Musa, it was a beautiful energy and vibe about it. It was incredible. And what, what I love about being in those kind of complexes, spaces is because once you're in that space, people are relaxed mm. around you. So you have like really relaxed conversations. So you can end up having a conversation as I did, you know, Gabriel Jesus yes, about finishing. how good was that? Oh my goodness. Like talking to him about finishing, it was, there were so many amazing things about that trip. So shout out to Adidas. Thanks so much for like allowing us to join them. And thanks to Arsenal for allowing us to be in that space. Mm, it's wicked. You know what I loved Moose as well? Remember there was a, they were training, they were right there. And the thing is, we were, we were behind the fucking curtain, man. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because like Mikel was talking about, did you see that session he put on about, remember that bit where he's doing with a 50, right, win the ball here, blah, 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 and then go. Did yes, you see that? Yes. And like being Unreal. there, I was thinking, oh my God, this is what we're going to try and do. We're going to try and win it there and do this. But then the way they all kind of came over and they were just chatting, just, just chatting, just like, just talking about stuff, talking about, and it, it just felt like, God, this, I felt like how a fan must feel to, to, if you get that kind of access. It's so you know, wild, yeah. Obviously, because it really, it's funny because yeah, because you obviously you you're 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 in a, uh, an interesting case because you're kind of an inside and outside in the sense that you are a fan and you're someone that's played. So obviously, like even being there the like, three days, what I thought was interesting was the way that you kind of kept your distance in that respectful yeah, way. Yeah, because this is in many ways a new Arsenal, mm. and this is very much. I wouldn't even say that the previous squad was Arteta's Arsenal. This is Arteta's Arsenal. You know, this with the new signings, the players who've gone out not just the ones who've come in, but the ones who've gone out as well, specifically like the way that he's built that and that, you know, the training ground, I'll say this, like we've talked about preseason doesn't have a value and all the rest of it. I would say this, there's not a single thing from the performances Arsenal have put in, in the preseason games that surprises me from the training. Yeah. Watching yes, Martinelli and, Art and, um, and Jesus combine in training, the speed of it. It's like, unbelievable. Isn't it? Oh my goodness. God. The ball arrives at Gabriel Jesus's feet. And this is no disrespect to anyone else at the training ground the intensity that man is bringing, mm. the touch, the movement, the yeah. speed, and you can see them. You can see this man, the leadership. Yes. I think because he's at City and because he was overshadowed by other people there in terms of playing time and all the rest of it, mm. I think we, it was possible for us to forget as a football community what a great leader yes. 
And you know what? To be. Moose, yeah. going into that dressing room and like, as soon as he goes in, you're looking up, you're, 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 you're on your hind legs a little simply because this is, yes. this is a, we're talking about a serial winner um, in an unbelievable team. And, you know, the way he was training, the sharpness in the finishing, you could see, you could see Emil Smith-Rowe, you could see, um, you could see Eddie Nketiah, you could see Reese Nelson, you could see everybody, even Gabriel Martinelli, mm. the, the intensity and the levels somewhere else. And it just reminds me of when Dennis came. You naturally go somewhere else simply because someone's come in, what's gone, well, I can't really get away with that kind of vibe anymore. I've got to go here. It and was, you know, it's funny, he, yeah, he yeah. decided to build something. We're talking yeah. to, we, 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 had a, we, had, we were lucky to have, a, I was lucky to have a quick chat and I was just saying, like, it's funny because, you know, obviously you've, you've won a certain amount here and I think if I look at like your career, <laughs> there I was talking to him like I, like I knew him, but I was like, I look at your career and it's funny because if you look at like what Brazil went through in 2014, the World Cup, mm. you were part of the kind of rebuilding that, like mm. you got the Olympics two years later. Yep. That was huge. And he goes, yeah, I'm still young. I said, yeah, exactly. Like the thing is you have a chance to build something. And what he was so excited about was building, like he's really, really excited at the thought of creating a new legacy. And it's mm. almost like, we see when Liv um, uh, Luis Suarez left Liverpool yes, and went to Barcelona. And you identify him now absolutely with Barcelona. And I'm not saying that Jesus achieved as much individually as Suarez because nobody did. But if you look at Luis Suarez, you're like, he's a Liverpool player. And if you look at him now, he's a Barcelona player. Mm -hmm. I actually wonder if Gabriel Jesus becomes a player we identify more with Arsenal than City. I hope so. I hope I so. I feel because... like that's what he wants in a way, because in terms of what he wants to build here, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. And I'll tell you why as well, Moose, to add on to that, is that because of the fact that he didn't score, he didn't score no goals. In, was, it the, um, was it the the Olympics? Oh, the World Cup, yes. yes was it the, the World Cup? Games. Yeah, yeah, so he didn't score any goals. I feel that because it's been so stop start with City, he's in, plays well, he's out. He's in, he's out. I think that now coming to, coming to Arsenal, getting the opportunity to continually play might be the making of him in respects of going back to Brazil as a lead man now. Yes. He's going to go with a different energy and he's going to want to right that wrong. We're seeing it in preseason already. Yeah, this is the yeah, funny thing. You see him talk about that. You know, I knew, I knew that, I knew that he was back to his level. We actually had a quick chat, and I said, "If I look at like the roles you had in City, like people forget that he started out scoring at ferocious rate for City. Yes, and then he got moved around a bit, and he lost that chance to be that kind of that assassin. And the final few months he was at City, it came back to. I said it was almost. I was watching that goal you scored. I said the one against Chelsea when you like." Mm take like four touches, turn twice. And, it, and I said, bang. it reminded me of, you know, he said, you, you know, Gerd Müller he goes, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. So I'd like the Gerd, that was your Gerd Müller goal. And I saw that and I was like, oh, it feels like, it felt like you were back. And he was like, absolutely. And I think you saw him in training. You saw him in that game against Nuremberg coming in and doing what he did and like, mm. or Everton, but it's not even about the opposition. It's about his mind state. Yeah. The greatest footballers, it's like, it's not about the opposition. It's about them competing yes. with themselves. And yes. I look at him and I'm like, this man is now competing with himself. With himself, Moose. Well said. Yeah. And he's got a lot, he's got a lot to do in respects, of, in respects of him proving to be the person. Like you mentioned, coming in and scoring like at a ferocious rate. He's, I think he wants to make sure he kind of rubber stamps, that's what I'm about. And yes. now you're going to see it. Well, talk of improving. Martinelli is a player who is in yes. that mould, absolutely. Yes. Um, we were so lucky to get to speak to him, had some time with him. and. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did you feel about that? What were your impressions of talking to the great Gabe? I think that he was, um, what you got from him initially is how excited he was for 
Gabriel Jesus being there. Mm. And you can see there's almost like his chest is puffed up a little bit more because he's got that kind of confidence where he knows. I know that him and Emil Smith Rowe were kind of like battling it out for a lot of the last season, but he, he strikes me this season. And what I, when I spoke to him and when you're just around him, he knows he's going to play. He mm. knows he's playing. And even when you watched him and, and, and um, Jesus in training, doing their stuff out Sharpie, there's a different energy to him. It feel like he, because Jesus has come in and he knows he's a major part of that team. It's almost like Mikel's had the chat with him. You're a major part of this team. Now it's time to go out and, and, and do your stuff. He's given him the keys. Yeah, I've, I've, I feel like he's somebody that has got an air about him that, okay, you're, this is it now. I'm ready to go. That's the, that's the, that's the kind of, that's the vibe I got from him. You know what I mean? It Fingers was exciting crossed, no, and his no confidence, what was funny. Yeah. You know, he, we were having a chat even before we set up uh, for the interview. This is something that's not in the podcast conversation itself, but just talking about, like, about life and financial mm. security and investments. Yeah. And like the first thing he was mentioning was about like family and like his making family house. happy yeah. and all of that and going, my goodness, like the, it was the first thing, like, you know, you talk to footballers, the first thing anyone can come out with is quite indicative of where their head is at. And for him, the first thing was about security and providing. Mm, yeah. Before even he talked about football, I thought, yeah. this man is so grounded in so many aspects that his game has the platform now to really take off. And the mm. beauty of it is the attacking configuration he's part of could not be more perfect. Utterly fluid front four, potentially. Mm. Him, Odegaard, um, Jesus, and Saka, who we've barely talked about. Yes. And the combinations Gee. they're going to make are going to be <laughs> bewildering. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just hoping. That um, the 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 team because they're is, they're a great age. The mm. ceiling's very great for this t- for this team and how young they are. I'm just hoping that all of them, Emil Smith Rowe, Eddie Nketiah, you know, even Reese Nelson, who seems like to, he had a lease of new life in um in that preseason. You're just hoping that all those players can just raise their level because I think there's a little bit of an unknown quantity about Arsenal at the moment because people don't think that we're close enough. If those guys get to their kind of potential and they start to to perform, they're, they're galvanised. Yes, yeah. that's they're what galvanized. it is. I just and I'm, I, people say, "Oh, here he goes, Arsenal." No, you, they, they, you could see the way Mikel is, Edu is. You know, everything what they're doing there is is pointing towards the way this team are now thinking and the way that they're performing. And I was preseason. People say, oh, "Let's not get too excited about preseason." This is all a building. This is platform what's doing now. This is where they're going to build from. And this is why I'm quite excited about them at the moment. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So should we get into the chat with Gabby Moose? Let's do it. Should we do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for coming, guys. Welcome to Right Is House. My friend Musa Kwong goes with us, and obviously with Gabriel, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, just, have a, just have a little chat, you know, at the end of it. We'll have a little mingle as well. But just want to say, Gabby, man, it's great to see you watching the training yesterday. You looked, um, how many days have you been back now? Four days or something? Yeah, four days. How are you feeling? I saw that session, it looked pretty cool. I'm feeling great. Couldn't be better here in Germany with this weather, mm-hmm. with my team, with the new teammates. Yeah. Been amazing. What, what about like your summer? How's, how's your summer go? What was you doing? Yeah, it was very good. Uh, needed as well. I stayed a lot with my family and enjoyed them. Do you feel like have you had enough break? Have you come back at the right time? Would you need? Do you think you needed a couple more days, maybe? I could have like a few more days, but it's it's my job. If they tell me to come one day after 
finish the this season, I have to come. Would you come? I'm happy to. And are you happy to come back now? Yeah. yeah How does yeah. it feel being back with everybody? So nice. They are my family now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you happiest to see? I think Pablo Murray. He's back with the team, and yeah, I love him. It was like a like a big brother kind of vibe because like yeah. we're t I don't know we're gonna have to check Brazil now. It's like watching Brazil us. Watching Arsenal. Gabi, 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 and Marquinhos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to be. It's good. Pablo's like a very, very, very big brother. Yeah, he was a big trainer. Yeah. You know, when you, like when you look at him yesterday, I, I didn't realise because you watch him um, in the pitch and you think, oh, yeah, he looks pretty big. But when you're next to him, he's massive. Right, right. And we have Pablo and Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> These two guys are, you know, as a person, they are amazing. So, 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 guys, I was, I was looking the other day. And um, I saw a picture of you when you first came. It was like, um, it was like a little... Leo Gabby. Little Gabby, yeah. <laughs> it's still <time>. Leo Gabby. <laughs> we have Leo Gabby, middle Gabby and big Gabby. Big Gabby. And it's three years now. How, how's it going? How's everything going in respects of how you are, are, are progressing in, in, at Arsenal? It's been an, an amazing journey. I feel at home here. I've grown uh, so much as a player over the last three years mm. and being given the, the opportunity to play for this great club. And yeah, I will continue to, to work hard and achieve our goals. And, and the way the team are progressing, you know, because we know that as well, Mitch, you wanted to mention about the way you've played and the injuries and, you know, the disappointments. How have you been dealing with the fact that we're starting now, if we're going to be totally honest, and I'm not, I'm not being biased, but I'm being biased. It's my team's Arsenal. Um, we're starting to get to, we're starting to see something. Something's happening. Mikel's getting the players he wants now. And we're starting to progress. Last season was a little bit unlucky for us. We just missed out on fourth. But when you were injured in and around that time and the team was, how, how was that How was that for you, the injury stuff and everything? To be fair, it was, was a tough time. Yeah. To be out, it's not a good thing, you, you know. Mm. And yeah, but you need to, even if you are in a, bad position, you need to think positive and, you know, try to do everything to get back as soon as possible. And yeah, this is what I, what I try to do. What, so what was, the, what was the main thing? When was the lowest points? Because like, what's it like when the team's winning, when you're, you know, you're, you're injured, you're nowhere near it? What was your, how did you get through that time? Yeah, I think with my family, mm. my parents was... Your dad, huh? Yeah, my dad was always with me. And yeah, he helped me a lot. It's hard to, to be out of the team and... You know, it's the thing that you love to do. It's your job. You want to be there with the ball, with your teammates. You need to go through this, and yeah, this is what I what I did. So when you when you, you talk about, because I was quite fortunate to be honest. I I didn't get injuries that kept me out for the times, the, the, the length of times that you, you you were kept out. But I remember it was it was very hard um, to to motivate myself to to do the the, the work to the rehab. How did you get, get through that, the motivation to get through that? My family. Mm. I always think about them when I step on the pitch, when I, when I wake up, and yeah, they give me the, the motivation. Mm. Can I just say, I, I'm interested because obviously it'd be rude not to ask because you know, he is Brazilian. Mm -hmm. What were the special meals that your family cooked to help you recover from the <laughs> injury? <laughs> give us some recipes, man. To be fair, my mum wasn't in London with me because mm. it was... We were in the pandemic, oh, no. mm. yeah, and she was in Brazil and couldn't travel to to England. So, you, you, of course, she was injured through the pandemic. Yeah. How is it? So, so 
What, even if, worse. Even worse. Awful, this is what I'm trying to find out. The um, because the pandemic is something that obviously no one's had to deal with something like that up to this. Especially point. with an injury, it's another. With level, an injury yeah. as well. And so you said, so was your dad with you? As I said, you need to take the positive things. What was the positives you was taking? My English, I got the English when I when I was injured because every day I had to to speak English with the the physio. Every mm -hmm. single day I was with him, Jordan, his name, mm -hmm. and I wasn't with the boys, so I couldn't speak Portuguese. So every day English, English, English. Yeah, this that's wild because the English is like it's, it was already good, but it's like it's gone to another level. Yeah, it's there. getting yeah, yeah, better. Yeah. It's good. Let's just go back to that session yesterday. So, Gab, because like when we had to do our, our pre-season, it was, it was literally, um, it was running. And th th the only way they realised, yeah, he's getting fit is when you were vomiting. When Arsene Wenger came, we'd done a fraction of that. And, you know, we were fitter and stronger because obviously we're eating better and everything and everything we was doing. But what I saw yesterday was it was like, space age for me. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. For, for four days in, like I was saying, Gab, we didn't see the football for four days. When you came, you knew that you're going to be running twice a day for four days and you might see the ball. They almost teased you about you might get the ball tomorrow, you know, and that's what it was about. But what I saw that session was football, running, weights. Yeah. Um, Stretching. Yeah. How's, how's that? Tell, tell us about yeah, it. How's... A bit of everything. Mm. We have... Uh, very good professionals in, in our staff and they talk a lot with us and yeah did you see yesterday we did small side games but me Gabi and Marquinhos we didn't do it mm. because it's the fourth day and yeah they they have the iPad the numbers and everything uh, you can do it you can do that you cannot do it you can don't do that so checking they have the progress yeah, for yeah, everyone yeah. yeah you know what's what was really interesting is that um I was kind of listening into to Mikel and that session he's doing is something to do with the last 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. What to, to, to explain to us, what was that session? It's like it's in the last 15 minutes and we have the possibility to win the game and we're playing different ways, in different positions. To win different the Different formation as well. So this is I'm going to, so this is what I'm going to do with my punditry. I'm going to start talking about it. The last 15? Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> I've seen Don't stuff. give it away to I've got some inside stuff. It looks really... So then you've done that. And then I heard the coaches saying something, Gabs, about, um, okay, so while, while they're working, you're, you're working over here. So both teams are working. So everybody's working. Yeah, everyone's doing, doing something. Something different. Yeah. And what about yourself? What are you working on in respects of, you know, when you get your time to work on what you want to do to improve yourself as a player? What's, what's yours? When do you get that time? After the, the session, I try to do finishing and in the time in Brazil I was trying to to take free kicks with my dad mm. in my old club and yeah I always try to to improve myself. It was, it was your Penalties. old club can you explain to it? it was your old club? Ituano it's a small club from from Sao Paulo. Do you know Juninho he played for yeah. Middlesbrough? Yes the magician. Yeah, the yeah. magician. Yeah. Yeah, Did he play for them as well? Yeah. yeah. In, was it kind of like a non, what was it, a low league team? Was it like At a, the moment we are in the second division, but when I left, we, were in the, we weren't even in any division. It was like a non-league a non yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. And then you went straight, straight to you jumped straight yeah. from that. What was that like in respect of the levels? So because I remember when I came from... The change in, From in the standard. second yeah. division to the first division. There's a big gap between them. What was the gap like? <sighs> Huge. Yes. What was, what was, what I did remember you my, my first day 
I went to the gym and you see Mesut, Uba, Laka, all these players. How old was you? 18. Mm -hmm. Just turned 18. How did they know you were good enough? Like, no, obviously you are good enough, but like, how do they see it? Because at that level, when you're playing, the way people think is, is not as quick as the highest level. So how did, what did they see in you where they were like, that guy's good enough? Maybe my, my speed. Because <laughs> I remember one time uh, someone was going to watch me play and uh, he asked me, my agent, to send the videos, the highlights, you know? Mm. And he sent to him and he said, oh, send me the the normal video, he thought it was in the, you know... They thought you speeded it, <laughs> yeah. speed it up. <laughs> oh, that's no, they this, thought that they, this they is the speeded real it up video. and run it. No, that's they amazing. didn't, but he yeah. thought they, they did. Wow, I love that detail. Because, yeah, um, it's funny because, again, I, I feel that because I came from, from Palace mm. um, and the second division of Palace, then we went to the first division of the Premier League, um, I remember I had to speak, I spoke to Chris Ward, I told you about it, mm. where he told me about what you have to do and how you have to sharpen everything up. And like, it's interesting that you talk about the speed because it was the pace mm. what kind of gave you a little bit of a, a head Advantage. start. Yeah, because my touch wasn't, it wasn't great. But I'd get away with it with the pace. So then I had to start working on the touch. So what did you work on? Me as well. When I first mm. came, I was working a lot. What was the main thing you was afraid of? In, because I was afraid of um, when, they, when they played the ball into me, losing the ball and, mm. and stopping the build-up. Yeah, I think the same. Is it the same? Yeah. I was petrified. Exactly the same. I want to talk about something else, actually, because you talk about speed, but I want to talk about power, because you played in the Brazilian league as you know, physical. Those who watch, it's tough, right? But you weren't the biggest dude when you came there, but you've now put on all this like extra muscle. How was it playing in the Brazilian league and not being like the biggest? And how did you then put on all that weight, mm. like extra sessions in the gym? Like How did you get all through all that? You have to improve yourself. Mm. Uh, I knew when I came that I needed to get stronger, you know, not much because if not, uh, I was going to lose my, my speed. speed yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. But I try to always eat, you know, have my diet, have everything, have a physio home. And yeah, I always try to, to improve myself. And the futsal, the, 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 with, with the futsal now, how much like we obviously Ronaldinho and the amount of players that had their grounding yeah. in that futsal. Do you, do you still use some of that kind of futsal skills in what you're doing now? Because obviously yeah. you're known for, for pace and stuff like that, but skills, that's a very skillful kind of like game you had to play futsal. Yeah, because when, when you play futsal, it's a smaller pitch and mm. you need to think quicker. And yeah, my control, sometimes I control the ball like that, you know, the ball comes mm -hmm. and I control like that. And everyone asks, oh, why you control the ball like that? Is that because the ball's heavier as well with the futsal? No, I think it's because in futsal it's easier to control the ball like that. Because the floor it's like, like this one. Mm -hmm. It's easier to control the ball like that. You know, that's funny because in training I was watching like, the first touches. You see like some Brazilian players yeah. and the first touch is like... It's always like that. Yeah. Very often it's under the thing. People think it's showing off. It's not. It's just a technique that is more helpful in that situation, right? It's just a... Yeah, some people think this is not good. But... It's my, my style to control the ball, you know. I think this is the, the easiest way to control and I can control and put it away to, to go 1v1. We were talking about, when we were walking up, we were talking about the, um, some goals you scored. And there was a goal he scored, it was at Chelsea. Mm. 
And Kante, remember Kante slipped and he had to go from... He got caught with the wind. He got, yeah. <laughs> you know what I wanted to do for us, um, Gabs, is can you explain to us, because remember we broke and then you're coming up with, with Kante. What are you thinking? First before of all, he, what, before was he a slipped. corner, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was a corner. Yeah. Willie, Willie Cross, William. Mm. William Cross. And then Mustafa headed. And I just tried to, to get in front of the... The other player. Mm. I got the ball. I gave one touch. I think my second touch was wasn't that that wasn't good. Wasn't a good one. You've yeah. knocked it that's when I think he, that's why I think he slipped because I think he thought oh, that touch is the one yeah, I can yeah. go on, and then he slipped and then then he tried to to get the ball. He slips, and at that moment I was just thinking, get in front of the goal and. You know, I you know I said because it's one of those goals that you, you see like it might be quite difficult for you to try and explain and the um the the how difficult that was from there because you're going from in your own half, you know, then all of a sudden Kante slips and so now everyone's thinking, right, what's he, what's he and, got? Has and he got you it? start to get tired. Yeah. Running. It's late in the game, right? It's late, you're like, yeah. You're, you're still bombing on. So yeah. what I'm thinking is the touches because I remember it. I remember it to the, down to the last tee. He's had, from the time Kante slipped, in totally had five touches. Bam, 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 bam. And I was thinking, while you were going there, was there at any stage, was you looking at the goalkeeper? What was you doing? Yeah, well, I think in my first touch, I, I looked at the keeper. Mm. You know, I didn't put my head up. Yeah. But, you know, when you were looking down... You're, and seeing, yeah. it, you're yeah. sensing it there, yeah. And then I saw him and I just... But like, the, the reason why I, 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 explain, I, I, I talk about that one, Moose, is because, you know, we always talk about the finishing. Yeah, yeah. And goalkeepers... When I used to do the stuff with, with Dave Seaman, goalkeepers are waiting for bad touches. Remember, I was just talking yeah, to you yeah. about it. And I was saying to you, especially in training, should never be missing the target in training. What's happening is with the goalkeeper in that instant, he's, he's hoping that he looking has a bad, for, he needs yeah. a bad touch. Yeah. And then he, he needs to see at some stage, you look up to see where he is because mm -hmm. as soon as your head goes down, he's got to make another move, the goalkeeper. But what happened with that goal, why I love it so much, why I always talk about it when I talk about Gabby, is that at no stage did the goalkeeper have any chance because all the touches were perfect. Yeah, he was waiting my mistake. Yes, and yeah. come. Is it something, with, with, your, with your finishing in training, is, do, you, do you think about this, the, the touches and the goalkeeper and what he's doing, where he's meant to be when I'm here, where he's meant to be when I'm here? Because you need, these are the things you need to... Yeah, before the finishing, I always try to, to see where the keeper is. Mm -hmm. and, do you speak to the keeper? Because like I said, Dave Seaman didn't want to do any diving about. You see, so after training, Dave Seaman, he wanted to talk about finishing, but he didn't want you to shoot against him. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why someone like Alex Meninga came in because like he would stay all day, right? But like Dave Seaman and Bob Wilson, so I'd, I'd, end up, I'd speak to them. It's something you should do. Yeah, training, last yeah. season I was talking to Alpha, mm -hmm. the goalkeeper, because I was taking penalties. And he saved free. And then I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> How did you save those? And he was like, ah, you are looking there and your body, your body language is, yeah, I can see that you are going right, to right. put it there. So, and then I, I tried to improve. That's funny because I watch you. And one thing that's interesting is a lot of strikers don't do this. But when you go through on goal, your first touch is with different feet. Is that something you've worked on? Do you take a first touch with either? Yeah, I, I've worked a lot on it. Mm. Uh, Miko, when he, he came, 
he said to me to work on it. And yeah, I think now uh, I'm improving on it. And I think the game against West Ham, mm. yeah. Laka gave me a good ball and I control with my, my left and finish with my right. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love this one. A good goal as well. Now, we've got to talk about, um, like, because we mentioned, like, Brazil and the Brazilian players. Because you look at the Brazil, so you've got Neymar, the senior junior. Rafinha, Richarlison, Richarlison, Anthony, Rodrigo, Rodrigo. Anthony, you know, and yourself. Malcolm as well. If you so come in apart now. from Neymar, all of those guys are what, 20, under 25. Yeah, under 25. Brazil's it's looking unbelievable. What's it like when you go and meet up with those guys? And what's it like being able to go into that kind of uh, like atmosphere of those yeah. great, great players? And you're there. You're one of them. Yeah, it's it's an honor, you know, to to play for your country. And it's an honor to be there with them, the atmosphere. It's amazing. The dressing room, everything. The vibes. It's, Who controls the, music controls the music? The vibes. Who's doing the music? I think Neymar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But as I said, it's amazing. The atmosphere. Because go on, actually talking about that, I want to talk about yeah. the Olympics, right? Because yes. that to me is like obviously Brazil had a tough time at the World Cup. 2014, but 2018, they kind of came back and they didn't win, but they restored, I think. The 2018 World Cup, you mm. saw the Brazil team returning to a level. People could see the quality. What was it like winning the, winning the Olympics? How did that feel? It was amazing. And now we have Gab as well. Right. Mm. He won the, the Olympic Games in yeah. 2016 in Brazil as well. Yeah. As what I was said, your favourite memory from that? Because you scored a penalty, right? Yeah, I think the, the penalty was, was amazing to, to score in that, in that game. Same final. No. Was it Mexico, I think? I think yeah. It was, yeah. Mm. And Mexico is like one of these teams that like they don't necessarily win, but they're tough to get. Yeah, they're always tough to play against. And now, and now we've got we've got um, we mentioned like like Gabriel Jesus. Um, I'm really delighted that he's come. But the, what did you what did, did you say anything to him about coming to us? Did you explain to him how great our club is? In the national team, I was every day. Gabi, <laughs> <laughs> you are my teammate already. You might yeah. as well come. come. Yeah, come, come to us. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. Agent Martinelli. I know. <laughs> yeah, and Gab as well, the yes. big Gabby. Wow, that's good. It's, it, you, you look at it and you think to yourself, the um, attacking force that we've got now, mm. you know, if everybody, obviously, fingers crossed, can stay fit. But I want to ask about, um, the, you know, last season, when, when we were in and around fourth and that, how, how, what was it like in, in, in and around the training ground? Because, like, I had to kind of, like, I had to kind of bring when down I was, your yeah, yeah, I had to bring that bring down the excitement and people meet me on the streets and that. What was it like for you guys when you were in that fourth place for so long? We were so excited. Mm. Mm. Unfortunately, we we didn't reach the the top four, but we we did a, a very good season. Mm. Mm. We, as I said, we have a lot of good players, young players. Yeah. And this year we are we are gonna try again this season. How how was Mikel with it when it when it when it kind of transpired that we, we weren't gonna make it? How 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 did he get the positivity back into it? Because I explained to people, I'm I'm not it's not failure for me. It was disappointing, of course of course it is because what it means to us and like speaking to Mikel and what um, our people are looking at our club now because we've got to a place where we are attractive for me again. I think we're attractive. For yeah. young players, know that these these agents that they know you're going to play now. So Mikel and Edu have got 
really they've got a really good basis to to attract to people in. From, yeah. What was Mikel like in respects of when it didn't happen? Was he what, what was his positivity like? I think the way he works it's is amazing because we were doing well, so we needed to continue. You know, mm. not change anything. Let's keep doing the same things. Humble. Let's play the same way that we are playing. Of course, uh, seeing the the bad things about the, about the other teams and mm -hmm. try to explore it. Well, keep doing the same thing. Mm. Mm. I mean, what's exciting for me about Arsenal, and I'm not an Arsenal fan. He's a Man United fan. <laughs> you don't have to out me. <laughs> I, I, see, I just outed him. It just came can out we, naturally. Cut this out you just have the, to out people. Can we cut this out of the... <laughs> 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 Why is the light coming on like I'm on trial? <laughs> <laughs> I look, what excites me so much about Arsenal is your creative midfield and your attack, right? It's like everyone can swap position, everyone can attack, everyone can finish. What's the most exciting thing for you about all these other players, so technical, so fast? What's your favourite thing about playing with Martin Odegaard and Gabriel Jesus and the rest? It's amazing. And as you said, we have the freedom to play. We can, I can go to the right, we can come to the left. Mm. With Eddie, he drops, I go in behind, B goes in behind. With Gabriel Jesus as well, he can come to play. Yeah, it's it's amazing to to play with them. With Martin, he can find you mm. everywhere. Wow, yeah, what it's a passer. Yeah. I think like we don't, when I look at Arsenal, I feel like we don't actually fully understand how good these players are. Like when I saw Bukayo Saka closely, I was like, he's like 20% better than I yeah. thought. And Martin as well, like his passing no. is just... Yeah. The, yeah thing, the thing with Martin is, um, what I love about Erdogan is that if, and it's going to be interesting to see what people do with him next season, is... Um, if he's got any kind of time, he's, he's going he's gonna to finish you. He's going to feast. And you saw, um, you saw last season a couple of times, especially when he weren't playing, how much it affected us. You know, he's somebody that I'd be, I'd be talking to him all the time in training, Gary, to say to him, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. That's what I would do to him. But I wanted to say to you, when, when, you're, when you're not playing and you're coming, having to come off the bench all the time, you know what I mean? What, what's, what are you thinking then, Gabs? Because like, there's a couple of times where I'm thinking, surely he's going to get a run now. Like, we know that you've had the injuries, then it's in and out, you and Emil. What's, what's that like for a player, like a young player who's trying to blast, who's trying to get yourself going? Of course, yeah. I, I got sad because I want to play. If you don't want to play, you were in the wrong job. Mm. Of course, everyone wants to play. But you need to, to keep doing, keep going, you know? Uh, I didn't give up. Uh, was, I was always trying. Uh, if I was playing five minutes, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, I was always giving my best. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think this is what I did. I want to, because I'm excited about this, because I, look, we all, Brazil, we think about Brazil players, we think about the World Cup. Mm -hmm. What does the World Cup mean to you? It means a lot. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do everything to go to the World Cup. Yeah. Since I was seven, I think, when I started football, my dad, when you turn 21, we'll have the World Cup and you're going <laughs> to... You're play joking. Actually, That's the pressure you're putting on people? You can see the touch, though. Wait a minute. So, so you were seven, right? Yeah. Every single day, like, he was on 2022. Wow. We're going to have... He World said it, so he, he looked at that date and was like, that's when you're going to... Yeah. 
And that's young because you look at like the Brazilian Ronaldo, right? Mm. He didn't play when he was a teenager. He got to the World Cup. 94. Right, so the 98 was when he went, when he was 20. So who are the players that you grew up at the World Cup for Brazil looking at and going, I want to be like that guy one day? Who were the Brazilian players you looked at, looked up to? Neymar, Ronaldo. I think those players. Yeah. I didn't see Romario, but Mm. I can see in, in videos in YouTube and... It was amazing as well, yeah. As I said, my dad was always talking to me about this. Of course, at that point, he didn't know that I was going to to be a footballer or, or you know. Oh, he didn't. He, then he didn't know. He was still. Yeah, you you didn't know. I was seven. How you know? <laughs> you know? Well, you say that, but some in this country, people are like. Well, obviously, because now they're taking children at such a young age. But yeah, I don't think that any. Any, any child or any, as, as, as the pressure, you know, when, when you're talking about being Brazilian, because even when we was young, we all wanted to be Brazilian. Right, and, still, um, still do, yeah. Yeah, still, yeah. <laughs> we all wanted to be Brazilian. Yeah. And like, every World Cup when I was young, I always wanted Brazil to, to win it, right. you know, all the way through. And I, I think one of the most disappointing ones was, was 74, when all they had was Jarzinho, and I think Revelino was playing, and they were, they were old, terrible. And old, was, yeah. That's when Holland came to the fore, but, the pressure, do you feel the pressure of having, like, this World Cup, you're probably going to go into it again, Brazil, as, as favourites. Do you feel pressure like that? Uh, nothing. What's it like I want to go, go 100%, but I know if I don't go, I'll keep working and, yeah. But no as more. a country, do you understand what I'm well, saying? Yeah, that's because I, you know, I was in Brazil just very briefly, and I, I just thought to myself, this is like, football is everywhere. People are playing everywhere, <laughs> running around everywhere, and it's just... To play football for Brazil, it's not the same as playing for some other country, like mm. because it's the cultural expectation yeah. and like it's it's like what two hundred million people, and that's the focus. That's the centre of the cultural space. When did you first know you were good enough to be a footballer? Mm. When was that moment where you were like, actually, I could, I could do this? To be fair, I think I have never thought about it. You never doubted it. You never no. just you just did it like naturally. What do you I mean? Just playing. Like, until I turned 13, I was just playing for, for fun, you know? Mm. Of course, I had that, that motivation to play because I love it. Mm. And I don't, don't want to lose, I want to win every single game. But before this, I was just playing, 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 playing. That's really healthy because then it's not an obsession, it's just a natural thing. Mm. Sometimes you hear people, it's just like, you know, everyone's obsessed with it from the early age. Yes. But there was a time where you was at Man United, like, trialling that. What was that like? Um, to be fair, it was very good for me to, to how see how... How long was you there? I think I had four trials there. I think the first time was in 2014, and then 15, 16, and 17, I think. So they saw you four times? Yeah. And still didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. We turn off the recording so I can I'm just so say happy. what I think. So <laughs> was you, how old was you at the time, would you say? When they said no, I was 17, I think. Mm. And seven months before I come to Arsenal, I went to Barcelona as well. Mm. I had a trial there. I stayed 15 days there. What was that like? It was good. Uh, I, I played with Ansu Fati. Oh, Ansu Fati, He's yeah. a good boy. Is he very good? You're still in touch? You're still yeah, friends? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Always text, text each other. Actually, that's, that's, I've, I've always wondered because football is such a small world, right? And like, who are your like friends at other clubs, same kind of age? Like, you know, obviously Ansu, other countries, other clubs, players that you saw coming up. Who are you sort of 
who is your like friendship group in the kind of young Anthony from, yeah. from Ajax, Ajax yeah. Rodrigo from Madrid. Oh, he had a great yes. day. Hey. Jesus, what about the, that Champions League? When we were 11, we played against each other. I was playing for Corinthians and him for Santos. Mm. We played a lot of times against each other when we were young. Did you, when you, when you was younger then, did you, did you feel like, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could tell, right? Who else was there that you said, yeah, he's going to be okay as well? In my age, Anthony as well. Did you hear about Gabriel Jesus when you was that, uh, that young? Did you not, did you hear about him? No, because I think he was, he wasn't, he wasn't playing for, for Palmeiras. Mm. He wasn't, he was playing for a local team or something like that. Because mm. I'm always interested because obviously those guys made it. But how often do you see players that you think, oh, they, they're going to make it and they just, Didn't make you it. don't see them anymore. Does that happen quite a lot when you're way up or? Yes. Sometimes it's like when you are in the under 11, mm. you see like, oh, this guy is amazing. And then he goes to the under 13, because in Brazil it's 11, 13, 15, 17. It's mm. not like in England. And then when he gets in the under 13s, you cannot. You can't do it. Yeah. Just but some players that don't play in the under 11, when they, they get in the under 20s, it's the man. It's the man. It's so yeah. funny, I was looking at the Brazil in the 20s when they win the World Cup, and you look at the players that win that tournament and then go on to become, at the age of 25, 30, World Cups, and actually a lot of them don't. Yeah. And that's not because they're not good. It's Football because, is hard. Yeah. So what about, tar what about targets? I know we've got, we've got a thing to wrap it up in that soon, but like, what targets are you setting? Because like we, we saw last season, we were, we were so close with the fourth, and now we've made some very, very good signings. What targets you set for yourself, firstly? Because the way I see the, the, the energy in the training ground yesterday was awesome. Oh, yeah. We haven't even got, we've got about seven or eight players to come back, whatever it is. What targets are you setting for yourself in respect of what you're going to be doing to yourself to make sure that you stay in the team to score the goals, to blast us there? I'll give everything every single day, giving my best. I think if you don't give 100% every day, you cannot go to the next level, you know, because you are here, your potential here. If you train 8%, you're going to be here. Mm -hmm. You cannot go to the next level, you know. Yeah, I'll try to, to give 100% every what single day. What do you day. think in your game you need to work on to, to, to make sure that you are half a chance, you take the half chance when it comes, you know what I mean? Because like I said, I was watching the training, there's a couple of people missed the target, a couple of people hit the ball over the bar, I remember I was saying to you and was coming, do not miss the target in training. Do not miss the target in training. Because that's what training's for, to make sure that you're hitting the target all the time. So what I'm going to do now, because I'm telling you and there's witnesses here, <laughs> if, I, if you miss the target, I'm going to I'm gonna have to Instagram you. Yeah. I'll try not, not miss the target. <laughs> you know, because like, it's funny, it's only because, you know, when you, like I say, I go back to that Chelsea game, even the Leeds goal, I love the Leeds goal as well yeah. this season. When he goes high. Yeah, because you seem to, when you're going through like that, you just, there's, a, there's an air of like confidence that I feel he's going to score. Mm. Do you feel like when you're going, do you feel I'm going to score? I'm going to the score. first one? Yes. It was a strange goal because everyone gave up. I think Laka got it and then the centre back stole the ball and then the ball was in front of me and no one was there. Mm. And I just. Well, because they know you could finish, they were like, it's over, maybe they. <laughs> no, it was, was a weird goal because no one wanted to, to get the ball from Leeds. Actually, it's talking about weird goals. Mm. It was a beautiful goal, but it was kind of weird. Is it the Watford goal? where you hit it in the top corner. Oh God, yeah. And it was going all over the play. Like the ball was, it had like three different types of spin. By the time it gets to you, 
the ball has gone like this way, this way, then I think Lacazette puts it back. Yeah. And he hit it in the top. How was that finish when that came? When did you make the decision to shoot? It was an amazing team goal. First, yeah, Miko yeah. <laughs> was a throwing and he gave the yeah. ball to, to Cedric and everyone, I think, one touch. Every decision was yeah. perfect, right? Everything was, yeah. Cedric to Martin, Martin to Laka, he said, and they just... You know, I just, just... It was like a volleyball goal, yeah. like the way it was set up for you. Yeah. You sort of spiked, and then you spiked it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was really funny. I've got to say the Wolves game, bro, when you, you know, just sending off. I know that it was just like, it was like in, in the space of like 10 seconds, my man got sent off. I was, I, I was watching on the television. I was like, I didn't realise that they were going to, like, because you tried to stop the throw on and then you, I, when, when it happened, I looked, <laughs> stop. Everyone asked me this and I can't explain that. That's so crazy. <laughs> Is it, did you, you couldn't believe it yourself? I couldn't believe. Oh, God, I didn't I was... know what to say. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he gave me three cards. He did like that. One, two, and the red. Three cards. Like, oh. uh, it was bad, bad. Listen, like, you know what? I've got to get signed because I'm going to give this shirt away to, to somebody. And it's quite interesting because we've got like Martinelli, 11. Okay, now I need to know what I want you to I'm going to get you to sign it, but. Well, no, why 11? Why, is it, why have you gone with number 11? I've always loved this number since I was a child. Who, who was the inspiration behind? Just, just 11? I just like the number. But you thought the Brazilians loved 10? Was... Did Romario wear 11? Who was the... No. no. He loves 11. But I think he, when he was at Barcelona, who was the manager? Cruyff? Cruyff was there, yes, yeah. yes. He said, in my team, the best player wears the number 10. And this is... Why he was wearing the number 10. Wow, wow. I didn't know that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Listen, I think, I, I don't know what to say. I'm going to just have to say, you know, well, listen, man, I just want you to stay fit and stay strong all season. Like I say, I'm going to be watching and I'm going to Instagram you. Um, <laughs> don't miss the target. Don't miss the target. <laughs> you know, I just want you all the best. You know what I mean? It's, it's great. At the moment, I'm so excited. If, if, as an Arsenal fan, yeah. you know, people are doing other stuff. Of course they are. They're making their signs, but I am so excited about the squad and yourself and everything that's happening. So I just wish you all the best. Injury-free season, successful season, my friend. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks, for, Thanks for coming, everybody. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yes. Okay, what can I say? But thanks to Gabby. Thanks to Musa. Thanks to Arsenal. Thanks to Adidas. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really looking forward to the season. I feel very revitalised for some reason. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I feel like Arsenal. Something's happening. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I feel like something's happening. But why shouldn't I? It's pre-season and I'm excited about my team. But thanks for listening. See you again next week. <laughs>